Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us, and we aim to make it time well spent and have an important guest once again joining us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. Hey, good morning, everybody. And we are happy to have with us Kelly Funkhauser. Kelly is the head of Connected and Automated Vehicle Testing at Consumer Reports. Thanks for being with us, Kelly. I'm happy to be here. Kelly, let's start out with an overview of the work that you and your team are doing with connected vehicles and autonomous testing there. A lot of us don't know too much about it, so fill us in. Yeah, so what might surprise many of the listeners is that this technology is rolling out to consumer available vehicles very, very quickly, to a lesser degree, of course, but some of the building blocks of autonomous vehicles, such as trying to keep the car in the center of the lane, as well as do the automated adaptive cruise control are really kind of the two main elements to have a self-driving car. And what we're finding is that adaptive cruise control and lane keeping assistance systems are in almost every vehicle as at least an option among all of the major manufacturers in the United States. And so what we do at Consumer Reports is we evaluate those systems on a quite a few different scales. We look for not only the performance, how well they do what they claim to do, but also the safety of them. So not only do they provide safety, but also are there safeguards in place to help the driver so that they don't misuse or over rely on these systems as they are trying to um, use these systems potentially towards self-driving. So here at Consumer Reports, we test every vehicle that comes through here, which are more than 50 a year. We test the ADAS systems and look at kind of where the state of the market is. And we're seeing these rolling out very, very quickly. And the line is becoming more and more blurred between where the, the driver is responsible and where the vehicle is now pretty good and good enough to kind of take over and what those consequences are. Yeah, so and, like and really and important and stuff. It's it's extremely important, and and uh, we can't thank you enough for doing this because it it really is important. There's been uh, so much. Uh, let's say Sunday supplement confusion out there in terms of this technology and and the perception that's put out there is that it can do everything and in fact it can't and uh, and and but it can do some very good things for us at least that's what I think it, it can do some very good things what I've done in the past to, to try to get around this is I sort of I really put these technologies in, into two different buckets I put one bucket which is really I call them safe driving cars what are they they're they're the driver assistance sort of things the driver support exactly the things that you're testing which is one sort of thing and then there are the driverless things the things that would actually drive something without us being there that do a whole different thing for a whole different purpose for over here and one really can't conflate them even though the things that you have over here do help out over here they really aren't the same and it's very important to keep them separate and very important to look at the at what each one is doing and whether or not they're doing 
what they're supposed to do for the, for the benefit. And again, on the one hand, it's to help us when we're driving our own car. In the other hand, it's to provide mobility to us and everybody else to be able to get from A to B because we either can't or don't want to or whatever drive our own cars. Those are very different markets. They can't be, they can't be confused even though one needs the pieces of the other. And so, the, the, and, and in some sense, some of the folks that want to do the driverless piece, poo-poo the, oh my goodness, it's only for consumers to help them drive. Bull, if it can't do that well, how in the heck could it ever do this other piece? And so therefore, and so what you're doing with respect to this piece over here is exceedingly important. So let's focus on that and tell us, because I have a lot of questions about how well they do work, how well they're sold, how well they're promoted, how well the, the, the consumer who's involved in that loop uh, is brought in to make sure that they're not, you know, sold a bill of goods or whatever. So go, Kelly. Well, thank you. That, those were very kind words. And I absolutely agree with everything you said that that these types of systems and the goals of these systems should not be conflated or confused. Um, However, the marketing, as you mentioned, can sometimes cause that confusion. And so we are here to try to dispel those myths and, and make sure that consumers are aware of what the systems can and cannot do, regardless of marketing. Case so, yes. in point here, uh, this week, Kelly, you published an article with the headline, Tesla's full self-driving capability falls short of its name. The subheadline says, the $8,000 option doesn't make the car self-driving, though it does offer a host of advanced features. And you evaluated all of them. So this is exactly, I think, what we were just talking about. Is this a, a truth and advertising type of issue? It could come down to truth and advertising. Um, what we wanted to do is make sure that consumers that are potentially going to be purchasing these options are aware of, of what they can and cannot do. and there's a lot of um, misleading information out there. And so we wanted to be able to set the record straight in a very unbiased way and um, not necessarily say that all these systems are bad or that you shouldn't get them because if you want to be a beta tester and you want to spend the $8,000 for uh, the self-driving package, then I'm not gonna stop you, but I want you to know what you're getting into when you do it. So that's really where we were coming from on this. and. Just to go a little bit back on some background information, um, I think we all are very familiar with Tesla's use of the word autopilot for some of their advanced driver assistance systems. And so what we were talking about in this article that you mentioned we published recently is this kind of second level package of their adapt, um, driver assist systems. So this is their full self-driving package. And so it adds some unique features. And so we, wanted to try them out and test them and, and see what they could do. Yeah, and I think that's really good that, that you self separate those things because of course they call, it's sort of somewhat bad enough that they called the first thing autopilot. Although if you look at an autopilot in an airplane, it really helps the pilot. Nobody's, nobody's ever talked about the whole life of autopilots in airplanes, removing the pilots. The pilots union would have a hissy fit if, if anybody even thought of that. Uh, so, so, you know, in some sense, some of that attack on that is, ah, you know, okay. But then the, the self-driving, the whole self-driving thing is, is a whole whatever. 
I mean, the, the, of course, the key that's not brought out with any of the self-driving out there, it's not driverless. I like to, I like to differentiate the two. Uh, you know, it's not driverless. You've got to be in there paying attention. The Society of Automotive Engineers, and I'll say it, just terribly put in this level three business uh, in there, which is just horrible because it, it, it implies that in fact, you can just lay back and let the thing do it without being in there responsible monitoring and realizing that, it, it, that if things go, go bad, you're the one that's responsible, you're the one that's gonna die, and you're the one that's gonna have to pick up the tab. Nobody's out there saying that, hey, in, in level, uh, Tesla will pick up the tab if it crashes. Elon, I don't think has ever said that, or maybe I'm wrong. So, so you know, you know, please. I, I, those two things need to be very well separated. There is no middle. There is no uh, somehow. Hey, yes, uh, I'm going to be chauffeured, and and Elon's going to take care of me. And and they shouldn't be allowed to market it that way. Go ahead. That's very much aligned with my way of thinking as well. I think it's it's more of a spectrum of the capabilities and performance of these systems and how they're implemented in the vehicles um, and not necessarily, you know, this is the cutoff for this level and this is the cutoff for this level. And um, that's, that's correct. I, I don't think the automakers are wanting to set themselves up for liability and to cover everyone's bill if, if they you know, if these systems are, are activated and there are many accidents. And it's actually very interesting when we, when we talk about the Tesla features is many of them are still to this day, even though they've been out for many years now, labeled as beta features. So there's extra confusion because some of these features, perhaps auto steer and, and, and others, um, not only have been out for quite a few years now, but also perform pretty well. Um, compared to what they claim they're supposed to do. So to call them beta, I, you know, that's that's another conversation of, of and it, it really just causes confusion. Sure. Well I, well, I like the fact that you say that some of the features do work pretty well. I think the these uh, lane centering features and the, the intelligent cruise control or what I call intelligent cruise control, adaptive cruise control. Uh, I think your report does say that they do work pretty darn well, right? I mean, I, I'm not putting words in your mouth here, right? I mean, that's that is what what you've come out. That is that is true. Yeah, so I found that that in the car that I bought in 2014, which is I bought just because it had that. I found the autos, the the lane centering is really helps me drive because it sort of leads me into the turn and I feel comfortable. And if I, I sort of sway a little bit, it keeps me in the road. It doesn't let me go to sleep in the back seat. It doesn't let me not be responsible. It, 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 it just watches over me and helps me, which, which I think is, is, is a really a good consumer thing, isn't it? Or isn't it? I mean, you agree, right? I, I, I agree to an extent. Yeah. yeah okay. I think okay. Um, you know, we get reports that, that consumers want systems that are able to keep them pretty well centered in the lane. And we actually hear that systems, whether or not they're intentionally designed by the manufacturer to not keep them in the center and they ping pong or kind of let you depart. Again, that could be an intentional design by an automaker to, um, you know, play with this idea of, of keeping the driver in the loop. Um, but what we find I don't is believe that. I don't believe that. I just believe their systems don't work. But go ahead. Anyway, yeah, it's not a yeah. design 
feature, go, go ahead, whatever. And exactly. That, so we uh, find that, that people are just confused by these systems more than anything. They, they don't understand why it's not trying to keep them in the center of the lane. Uh, and they don't understand why it's, it's not performing well, kind of what you were just saying. You know, it's not a very good system. Um, when in fact, it's doing exactly what the manufacturer designed it to do. So that means, you know, that, that this Tesla the, system really works, kind of I, I think works it. pretty well and and but it, it really it really has to has, has to work that way I've always liked the GM system that, that had the eye tracker on there so that you know if you don't pay attention okay if you don't behave in school when you used to go to school then the teacher asks you to go to the corner of the room sit on the thing put a dunce cap on you know it turns it off okay you you want to misbehave miss you know you get to do it once but that's it to me, that's that's not a bad way for manufacturers to deal with this. You know, we give you toys as long as you work with them well, you can use them. You don't work what well, you throw your toys around. Hey, we'll put them away. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I actually come a little bit from a different perspective. Okay, fine, great. Yeah, yeah. It's cognitive psychology, and and rule number one of human factors is to never blame the user. And so my perspective is. Um, <laughs> I thought that was number one of marketing. And what? Wait a minute. Never blame the user. Come on. Uh, of course. Right. I, I, I'm never wrong. Uh, Kelly, how did you know? No, I, mean, uh, right, right. I didn't say you were wrong. I said I have a different yeah, perspective. Yeah, We're okay. Come no, no, <laughs> go, go ahead. Go, go, go. Exactly. Sorry. So, so um, yeah, if, if, if you manufacture a product and you put a feature onto a vehicle that's mass produced and allow people to, to purchase and, and use the system, people are probably gonna try to find out how to play with the system and break the system and take the system to the limit and see how they can misuse it. I've never it. done that. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, come on, cut it out. <laughs> we like the team yeah. things, right? I yeah, get it, I get it. And so, so I actually really believe that the, there is a responsibility from a manufacturer if they're going to put out a product for consumer use, that they need to have some safeguard in place to make sure that that product isn't misused and potentially become a safety issue. So let's go to the part where we agree again. So I agree that yes, there needs to be some sort of, you know, if you're misusing this system, then, you know, one time, three times, whatever it is, now you're out, right? Three strikes, you're out. But they're also what, what Tesla is, is really, really missing. And, and um, I think is the one thing they could do to immediately improve their system is to have driver monitoring in place. And so that is to make sure that the driver is engaged. And that also kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with liability is if you're going to put out a competent system and drivers may misuse it or over rely on it or fall asleep because it's working really well, it does a good job, then who's going to be responsible? when something goes wrong right yeah, and so absolutely. it's the, the crux of the matter yeah absolutely exactly so to make sure the driver is even awake right yeah so you know one of the things that i do when i when i give talks on this thing i have this slide that i use to try to show this and what what the slide is 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 uh, it's in a grocery store and it's a shopping cart that has one of these child seats in it with a with a steering wheel that exists you know because because bring your child to the grocery store the child has to do things and so you put your child in there and the child is like turning steering wheels and doing whatever and so on and the, the, but behind the cart is a mother 
with her hand on that thing, making sure that that sucker never hits anything. Mm -hmm. So the driver's in there, hum, having a great time. Mm -hmm. Okay, but Tesla should be back there overseeing what is going on. Let you do whatever doesn't get you between the rock and a hard place. But if you start going towards the rock or the hard place, I mean, to me, that's that's the way these things should operate. And I think it's really the way the way you've suggested it operates. It says, hey, mm-hmm. have fun, enjoy, drive, you know, get some benefit out of this. You're working to make this damn vehicle go where it's supposed to go. I mean, you should get at least some pleasure out of it. As long we- as stay within some straight and narrow of this thing. Otherwise, I'm just going to make sure, which would be the beauty of this stuff if they really did that. And that's sort of what I say with respect to the GMs. You know, at least they put the eye tracker on there to watch you. And, and, and Elon, why don't you just do that? Okay. He's got a camera in there looking at the driver oh, already. Yeah, I mean, come on, do that. And why do you want to just let the driver just do anything? Or why do you want to give give him or her that perspective and so on? Come on. It's not only them, it's everybody else on the road too. And and of mm-hmm. course, automakers have a trouble because they're selling a product that, that they don't even want you to think that it's not safe in any way. I mean, oh my goodness, then you won't buy it. So, so of course they want to make, you know, they, they really want that perspective out there on you. And, and, but come on, you know, <laughs> cause you're not in the end, you're not going to pick up the tab. You're going to say, Oh no, written in whatever in some fine print, someplace that the do da 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 you're responsible. And of course, if you tell them that too much, they won't buy it. One other, I, I, you know, this is really your time, not mine, but one of my pet peeves right now is for, I've been looking for a three-year-old car by a manufacturer that I won't mention. Why? Because they come on and it's a good time. You know, that, 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 that has these features on it that were available in 2007. They were available from 2014 for three years. Okay, I can't find a used vehicle with these capabilities on them because they didn't sell it. When they ordered their cars from wherever, they didn't order it with it. So when they showed up in the showroom, they didn't sell it. I can't find one with it. How do we how do we get the OEMs? What is it? Is the name wrong with this thing because they're driver assistance? Are they, somebody said, oh, my goodness, we can't sell something that says driver assist. The driver, as you said, oh, we're never do any wrong. I mean, we're so fabulous. I mean, whatever. You're, we, we have the wrong name on this thing. We have the wrong folk. One of the things you said earlier, which I really liked, is that yeah, this is now available in all the cars, essentially, in every showroom you go to, right? Right. They're not really pushing it in the advertising. The salespeople aren't really selling it. And and if it wasn't for consumer reports out there suggesting to people that, hey, this is a, some of these systems actually work. You should be out there. Why isn't insurance selling this stuff and saying, hey, you know, this, this keeps you from crashing. Therefore, we get to keep more of the money. We're making money off this stuff if you buy it. Why aren't they out there? 
that there is a lot to unpack with everything you said. So let's see if I can. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, so, go, no, I'm sorry. To, go, into, I think yeah, go, go. I'm going to hit on. Yeah, are, are the naming and marketing of it, right? And, and are these safety systems and are they making money, right? Those are kind of the big three things. And, and all of those have a lot of caveats to them. So first of all, um, several years ago, some insurance companies were giving credit for Subarus with eyesight and things like that. Um, which, which works very well, eyesight, not to give them a commercial. It does work really well, right? You found right. that, right? right? Go ahead. It, it, yeah. Some features work well, exactly. And, um, but then we, we learned that these systems are actually somewhat expensive to put on the cars. A lot of the sensors physically equipped on the cars are in the bumpers. So what was used to be a very cheap fix, you fix the bumper, which is what you're hitting first, now you have to not only fix the sensor, but you have to get it recalibrated. And uh-oh, uh-oh, okay. <laughs> but if these systems work, it's not crash mitigation. Okay, so that's it's that's, crash avoidance. Okay, so they don't eat. They so don't crash. So you next. don't. You so if they worked, if they worked as advertised work. as a super, well, damn it, manufacturer, make them work. No, that's what I, I said. Just make a better system. I know, right? It seems so easy. But that's exactly where I'm going next, <laughs> is that these systems don't always work as expected or as promised, right? So promised well. What? So, so, so we find that consumers very much do want many of these features. There are some that they don't, but the ones, and we consider the, the safety system, so not, we don't consider lane centering or lane keeping a safety system. We don't consider adaptive cruise control a safety system. And we can get into that in a minute. It could be, there's potential, there's no data, so we don't. Um, but blind spot warning, people love blind spot warning. It's non-intrusive, it helps them when they need it. It comes on only when they've engaged a turn signal, they're intentionally doing something and it helps them so much. Automatic emergency braking, things like this. People are looking for those. And not so much these lane type of systems because how they perform. Lane departure warning is a fun one. Um, I tend to turn that off in almost every vehicle I get in, even though it's literally my job to test these systems. Um, they, they're not very good. They're not very good. So why would I go out and ask for a system that is going to annoy me every time I get in my car? I'm just going to shut it off. Okay, but, 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 <laughs> absolutely. So you should be telling the OEMs, don't give me a warning system. Okay, give me a system that won't let me depart unless it doesn't matter if I don't depart, if I depart. Well, knows, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. Why not? Because the systems that don't let you do it aren't very good either. So well, I damn, don't, then, then you should say that <laughs> and you should say to them, make them good. There's no reason why they're not making them good. There's no yes, reason why exactly. they're not making them good. Look, if you're going down the road, it's sensing what's ahead of you, okay? It's also seeing whether or not there's anybody coming at you, okay? And if they're not seeing what's coming at you, then, then they should be out of business. And therefore, if, if somebody's coming at you, then you shouldn't cross, okay? Mm -hmm. And it should keep you from crossing, Okay, mm -hmm. and the problem with, with the problem with it with the warning systems on on the mirrors is that it warns you. If it knows that there's a car there, you shouldn't go. It shouldn't let you go. 
okay? Or you should really have to say, oh no, I am king of the road. I know best. Let me exercise my manhood and do it, okay? They shouldn't. Come on, Consumer Report. I, I, serious, I, I, I am 100% on board. Write in, it then, damn it. I got, no, I, we're having fun. Okay. In practice, the, the systems are, we're, we're, we're pretty far away from them actually being able to do what you just explained. Um, there are many issues, and you know, just to name a few, with, with um, being overly sensitive, right? So don't let me depart the lane. Okay, well, it interpreted something incorrectly and I need to get over and there's a potential safety issue with I don't, right? So that's potential They have hazard. to do that. So therefore, why should they be allowed to have a product that isn't good enough to do that? Why should they only be able to go halfway? Look, we're, some people say that being over here with, with these systems, we think we can have cars drive by themselves. Are they joking? Is anybody really serious? Most of those manufacturers that are over here think they can do vehicles over here. I mean, you can't, you can't do that. That's like first, that's kindergarten. It's not even first grade. Kelly, okay. is, and then the other one, let me, let me jump in my pet peeve. Okay. I've got Kelly here. <laughs> Friends really trying to get in. We'll no, go to him no, next. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but, but with respect, with, with respect uh, to, to Tesla. Okay. Joshua Brown. Okay dies in, in, in Florida, right? Why? I claim why is because the, the automated emergency braking system didn't work, okay? The automated emergency braking system in essentially, I think all these vehicles, again, this is me and you don't have to, it says, if I see a stationary object in my lane ahead, I disregard it, okay? Why? Because most of the stationary objects that I see in my lane ahead are what? It's an overhead pass. It's a traffic light. It's an overhead tree. It's a sign. It's something I can pass under. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as I'm going down the road, you know, my radar da 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 does bouncing back all kinds of stuff. And all of a sudden I see something that bounces back for which I'm approaching at the same speed that I'm going. It's in the code. It's one of the simplest little things that you can test on. And so disregard those things. Well, I, I think it's not quite that simple. I, I think that there's a lot of interpretation that goes on. Um, you know, if it's a shadow or not, am I going to be conservative and hit the brakes every single time? and then have too many false alerts and which also can cause issues with people running into the back of you. Absolutely. Right. So there are lots of issues here, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but computer visions cameras are, are not that good yet. So we need, so they I shouldn't be there then. Ours is because the technology that we need for it potentially hasn't even been invented yet. And it's because we need so much more sensor fusion, right? So a camera hot dog, not a hot dog, right? We know the classic, um, it, it's, pretty hard to tell when there's different orientations of it, when it's a different version from a different country, right? All of those are issues. And my favorite thing is we have these captures, right? Where we go on and prove that we're not a robot or prove that we're a human. Click, know where you're all going. Of, <laughs> click all of the squares that have a stop sign. Click all the squares that have a car. Click all the squares. We so agree. That proves that we're human because the computers can't do that. Yikes, right? We're, we're still a little bit away. Guess away what? I can't do that either. I get it all wrong every damn time, okay? <laughs> so, and those things drive me nuts. 
a perfect system is what we're striving for, but we're not there yet. Of course, it, 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 we're, we're very much not there. And therefore, it really needs to be emphasized that we're not there yet. It really yeah. needs to be emphasized that we're in the loop. You can't even think about not paying attention because these things do that. And, and for the exact... Not only can you not think about it, but it's my, my opinion is that it is the manufacturer's responsibility if they're putting out a system that perhaps is competent and able enough to allow the driver to not pay attention, you need to put in a safeguard to make sure that they are in another way. Well, you can't, you have to pay attention. You can't even, you can't suggest it, okay? Absolutely. Because they are not good enough. They don't, they turn it for exactly the reasons you said so, because it's gonna, because the false alarm rate is too high. They haven't, you know, the, the quality of the system is proportional to the false alarm rate. And if your false alarm rate is anything that is anything, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be absolutely zero. Okay. Yeah, I, so I drive said, down, I drive down the road and, and I think there's a car ahead of me and I hit the brake. Oh, there wasn't a car. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I do that. Okay. Uh, but so, so you know, it's got to be done. Go yeah, go ahead. They're, they have one of the best displays out there, in my opinion, because they have a dynamic display that is showing what is going around the car and what the car is sensing and detecting, right? It sees another car in the lane, and, and that vehicle itself is dynamic. It's not just, I see a car or not. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see a car, and I see the car that is right here compared to right here, whatever. And this is much more like autopilot in, in planes, right? Yeah, because right. the pilots aren't just taking a nap. They're very yeah. much involved in the systems right, right. and they're checking the calculations of the system against their own mental model and own training right. to see if, if the system Beautiful. sees it. Beautiful. And so that is hands down. My favorite thing about the Tesla is their very good display because if it doesn't see a car and I do see a car, I'm in the loop. I'm aware. I know that it might not see it and I'm ready to take over. Right. And so, and, that and you know, and you know that you, you need to be that because you can see whenever it, and, and, and we, sh we applaud them for that. Okay. Absolutely. We applaud they should ha have more in there. Uh, absolutely. Okay. But yeah. some of the things that they do, let's move on to some of the things that they do that I <laughs> don't right. like no, that, no, that, no. that you, you like, or don't like, I mean, Smart summon. I called it stupid summon when it, when it <laughs> first came. I mean, really. I mean, I want to treat my Tesla like a puppy dog. Puppy dog, come here. You know, lick my feet. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, come on. What what is that all about? Really, I want to be at Costco in, 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 with my cart, and my car is going to come in front and run three people over. As I, you know, I mean, where does that stuff come from? Why? The look, idea look, 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 the other ones, the other ones, they now have automated parking. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it can squeeze your car into a parking spot. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do the two people on your either side of you do to you when you squeeze your car in a parking spot? I mean, there was a commercial at, at uh, uh, on on the, on on the Super Bowl that Hyundai, I think, uh, you know, showed pulling in, in Boston. Do you know what yep. the people on either side did to that car after it got pulled into there? I mean, what were the sides of that car like? Ba-ba-boom, ba-ba-boom. I mean, how dare you? I buy one of these new cars, 
with all this stuff on it. I'm, I'm going to stick it out as far out in a parking lot, as far away from anybody that's not going to bang into it. Who comes up with this crap? I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I want to. What? Okay. So I think I think there's the idea of it is good, and the idea is long. No, it's not good. No, it's not. I won't even give the idea. But go ahead. I want to come in ballet and pick me up with my groceries. It's raining. Whatever. The idea is there. I get. I get the idea. Um, the implementation is not quite um, advanced yet, and and I think that there are still some very edge cases where even the the smart summon or or, or even just regular summon are, are useful. If you have a tight garage, right, you you could fit it in your garage. So I personally would not use that in a shopping mall where there's two <laughs> large vehicles. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I mean, come on, who's gonna do it there? And you know, and if you're rich enough to buy one of these cars, what are you doing with such a small garage? But never mind, I won't even go there. I mean, it 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 amazes me that these OEMs are there with this. I know, I know from an engineering point of view. Oh man, am I am I smart? Am I cute? Uh, I got this thing to do this. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. This is STEM gone too far. Okay, I mean, you really look at it and you say to yourself, geez, why don't you get it so that in fact the cars don't crash? Why do you, don't you go to making sure that the stuff over here really works, really works well, and you can actually have it on and, and not, and not uh, you know, have to, have to worry about false alarms and so on. Please do that. And, and, exactly. and, 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 and my goodness, everybody will live longer. They'll pay less insurance and everybody be happy. But for some reason, I don't know, they, they get into these cute things. And, it, and again, this is the same thing. I love the warning systems on the, on the mirrors. But I really would like them to do more because in case I'm, you know, either radio playing too high or something, if it knows, if it, if it knows enough to beep to me, it should know enough to say, damn it, don't do it. It should be like that woman in the, in, 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 in the grocery store. I'm not going to run this cart into the, into the, the shelving. Okay. I'm going to keep my child safe. I'm, I'm shopping, I'm doing other things, but I'm going to keep that challenge. I, I don't know. But talk yeah, to no, me. I agree. And, and that's exactly my, my big picture on, on all of this stuff is that time could be better spent uh, perfecting some of the systems that they have out there that are kind of, you know, the, the similar ones that are competing in, for, in the market for right now. Um, and driver monitoring. I mean, come on, like focus on that instead of karaoke and, and fart noises, right? Like there's so much... <laughs> The, the potential of improving the the systems that have potential to be safety systems, right? Focus there. It would it would they would be it, it, so it, much better. I, I think from a consumer point of view, those are the things that that not to try to speak for consumers, but you know, those those are the things that would do us a lot of good as opposed to putting some, you know, fantasy in our mind about you know you did da 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 da. I mean, um, anyway, Fred. <laughs> we we got a break for a second, but we're gonna we're gonna continue on with this. Uh, first, we want to remind you about our sponsor, uh, the, the Smart ETF, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol M O T O. You can get more info at MOTOETF.com. On the website, check out the white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Great information there to help you make informed investing decisions. 
Again, the site is MOTOETF.com. And we've got a lot more to talk about with, with you, Kelly. For, first of all, one, one of the things that we've talked about before is the lack of education for consumers. If they, if they are buying these features or if it comes standard, are the car makers and dealers pretty much ignoring the whole idea of telling people what this stuff can do, what it can't do? That is a very great and complex question to answer. Um, yes, there there is certainly um, more that could be done in terms of educating consumers. Um, but what we've been focusing on recently is really trying to get manufacturers, dealers, and consumers speaking the same language to begin with. We can't even educate if we're using different terminology, um, different features, maybe we're using the same terminology, but a, manu a different manufacturer uses that for a different feature, right? So we all have to get on the same page first there. So we've been working with AAA, National Safety Council, JD Power, SAE, PAVE. We've been working together to create a standardized glossary of these terms so that we can all start the process of education first by speaking the same language which is helpful for manufacturers to be able to even sell these features, right? So if, if a consumer comes in and they know they want automatic emergency braking and blind spot warning that we were talking about, they want these safety features. They go in, if, if, if they call them some other strange name that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, they might not get a car with that system on there. And it may be an upgrade, which, you know, it should be standard on all cars, but right now they're not. And, and consumers should be able to get those. It helps everyone win. Um, so that is the first step is we need to speak the same language. And then number two is, yes, there could be more education. Um, but right now, as all of these features are developing in tangent, um, they some are implemented slightly differently. Some have different nuances. Certain adaptive cruise controls only work at certain speeds. Same with um, automatic emergency braking. They don't work at, at high speeds, low speeds, things like that. And so even when we do use the same word to talk about a feature, the capabilities don't match necessarily across the industry either. So um, details matter. Yeah, so these, details matter in these things, they right? Do. Is they what do. you're saying. And and to educate everybody so that they know they know the details is a really is a really tough job. Okay. Uh, so are are you putting together, you know, is it, or or consumer reports want to put together hey this is what we think and this is the performance and this is so someplace you have a way to be able to compare as a you know uh, because NHTSA isn't doing that I mean their five star rating system doesn't even I, never mind we won't even go there why they didn't extend it to ten stars never mind we don't want to go there either <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, yeah. yes we are we're, we're working on that. We're, yeah. we're trying to, so we've created this, this glossary, um, and one of those partners I mentioned was SAE, who they write the standards for what a system should do, right? And we work with them regularly to try to um, create a cohesive taxonomy. So there are a lot of doc, J documents out there and standards that, that do say this is what blind spot warning should do. And so now we're, we're working on going into those documents and calling it blind spot warning instead of lane change assist or whatever else. So the, there's so much going on and so much confusion. Um, but, but I do want to touch on a lot of these systems can benefit from 
going back to Tesla again, better displays in the car. Tell the driver what the system is seeing and what the system is doing, and there's so much less they have to remember and learn, right? So if you can see on, on you know, I turn on autopilot and now it's, you know, put up these, these different color lanes and I see, okay, there's a steering wheel symbol, okay, and it set my speed. And I understand more about what the system is doing, whether or not someone gave me a pamphlet and I read the owner's manual or looked it up on a website and maybe heard incorrectly about a different manufacturer, right? There's so much that can be done through the interface of a car to explain what these systems are doing that really kind of alleviate the need for so much consumer training. Right, because I have this I have this audio system that I paid a gazillion dollars for. There should be a podcast or something in there that says, hey, in a, in a way that, that I appreciate hearing, hey, this is how the damn system works and so on. And, and or if I misuse it, it might even come in. Hey, Alan, look, uh, you know, however, they should know how to write that stuff. So I don't just turn it off and never use it. it they have all this opportunity. I spend all this time in the car. I now have all this stuff around me. Why aren't they doing it? <laughs> I don't know why they're not doing it. I think they really should. Again, invest time in that. It's very helpful. One of the best um, implementations that I've seen, GM created this um, menu where when you go and turn on these features or, or adjust the settings of them, in the infotainment display, it says you can have the steering wheel vibrate, and it shows a picture and a little GIF of what happens. And if you select that, the steering wheel vibrates. So you know what that option what is. What that's going to be. Right when you selected it. So it, it brings it into your, you know, in your mind, exactly. right? You can do training so easily by just having the, you know, the in-car experience be, you know, more robust. Right. And, and in fact, you're going to be in there. Now, maybe they don't have the time to show you that when they're selling it because it takes so much time. And of course, salesmen, they're interested in, you know, the turnover is really important. They have 12 seconds to spend with you. That's all they have. Boom. They got to go on to the next customer. But at least. And, and I would argue that they shouldn't necessarily train you at that point either. Your right, mind no. is like, am I going to get, you know, am I going to have to fight this guy on negotiating the price? Like that's, that's yeah, what you're worried about. Not great point. Great point. Absolutely. Of, of course, exactly. that's not the way you want to do it. And maybe they mm -hmm. should have it in their configurator when you go online and maybe go, although they're afraid this to, to scare you away because they're, they, they're dangling this, this, this little, you know, toy mm -hmm. in front of you and, and mm -hmm. selling it, you know, I can drive up the, the great wall with my, you know, who knows how, <laughs> Do you want to yeah. say anything about the way they sell this stuff to us or, or you guys aren't? Well, sure. it's specifically Tesla, Kelly. Is, is there anything wrong with Elon Musk selling what amounts to a promise? You're going to pay us now for full self-driving, but it's not full self-driving now, which is what you're pointing out in, in, in the great article in Consumer Reports. But he's selling people a promise that here's the computer. Our software is going to arrive. It's going to be updated automatically and it will be full self-driving. Yeah, I do think that there's somewhat of an issue of selling a promise and not getting a product right away, particularly if, you know, you pay a few thousand dollars for something and then you get into an accident and, and the car's gone and you never even had that feature. Where does that money go? I think those are, those are other issues that need to be addressed. Um, but in terms of selling, um, you know, the, the full self-driving package or the autopilot package, as long as they're explicit in saying what the consumer is purchasing 
And that's why the motivation for why we, we assessed all these systems is we yeah. want to make sure that consumers know what they are getting and that they're not being sold a promise. And if you want to purchase that, absolutely. I understand completely being a tech person, the, the desire to want to be a guinea pig and beta test and be the first to experience new technology and even help the, the market learn and grow, right? The, the technology is going to get better. And, and I'm all for that as long as I'm aware that that's what I'm signing up for. I'm fine with it. So it's, it's, it's very much, there needs to be very, there needs to be more clear communication. And you, I, I, you, I, you, you did reach out to Tesla for, for comment on, on this article. We, we certainly always reach out to the manufacturers. Um, and I think there's, uh, you know, I think they're aware of, of what they're doing. And, um, you know, we, we have a perspective and, and, and we just want to make sure that consumers understand exactly they what they're signing they got a lot of free advertising out of you and a lot of free advertising out of us. And in fact, I mean, in some sense, we're trying to put out the information that, 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 that the consumer wants. It's, it's, it's certainly not all bad. It, it, and in mm -hmm. fact, you know, what I, what I took away from your article was the fact that, you know, you came out and that explicitly said, look, autopilot is pretty damn good. Okay, I, I think you said that. I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth. I, I think that's what it said. At least that's what I read when it said. That's and, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, and it said, it said, look, the other thing you're being sold a promise, and 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 if you really listen to what Tesla says, they are selling you a promise and a hope. It seems as if the way they've set it up with the over-the-air updating, to me, is. As a consumer, as a consumer, to me, it seems what a wonderful concept, because it seems as to me as a consumer, the way that the car manufacturers have treated me in the past is they they sell me a car. And as soon as I drive out of the showroom with that, the thing that they're trying to say, hey, boy, you bought crap, come in and buy another one. Okay, trade that one in and get another one. Okay which, holy hell, you just told me this was great. Now you're telling me it's crap. I got to go in and get a new one. Uh, you know, of course, that's not what they said, but that, that, that's, that's sort of the implication. Whereas with this, oh dear, updating, I mean, it basically, the, to me, it says, look, we know we're not quite perfect yet, or at least I wish that this is what they were saying. We're not quite perfect yet. We think that what we have out there is pretty damn good for you. Go try it out, see how you can do. Help us out. We need your feedback to get it to work for you. In fact, we're watching them. What the hell? You, the data they must have in terms of the usability. And all. I mean, I've been wanting them to release that so that we could all look at it and learn from it. I mean, that is just so damn valuable. And, and, and out of that, we're going to improve the product. And guess what? Instead of making you come in and buy a new one, we're going to, we're going to, take yours and, and see how much it can eat of this and we're going to give it or i don't know if they charge you or whatever they they end up charging or not charging probably is my goodness thank you no i mean yeah, yeah. am i missing I, I, something I, here or what well, well it's not unique to tesla that yeah. there are over the air updates on things i'm and yeah i agree that it isn't the, unique who else is, does it do you, who do, do you, Really? Many Maybe. manufacturers do. Yes, yes. So some of them you have to go to a dealer and uh, yeah, the yeah, dealer yeah, can yeah, yeah. it, and some you can do on your own. 
um, you know, to, to a much lesser degree, I think, than yeah. the examples we've seen from Tesla. Um, but but the you know, it's not unique, and I think we're going to see more of it. And I agree that it's it's a benefit to consumers. If there's a system that that we find a flaw in, and, and instead of issuing a recall, we can send something over the air, right? We know the adherence rate to getting recalls fixed is so low that boom, right? Boom. So, I mean, yeah. isn't this good customer service? I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to mention the ma my manufacturer, but in 2014, I bought, I've taken that back to the dealer. Have they, have they ever suggested, hey, we're going to upgrade your, 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 your software and your system? Never. I'm stuck, and then whatever I won't mention their name. Yeah, but, yeah, but much like other technologies and, and devices out there, um, software can only get you so far, and then you'll need new hardware at some point. But yeah, I agree that oh, that absolutely if we can keep improving the software, um, you know, and then you know we need bigger, mem more memory, and, and things like that, which we see from Tesla. They have their hardware one, two, two point five, three. You know, all of this stuff we're seeing that as well, um, but. In the meantime, we get these upgrades to help improve the software to the capability of the hardware. I think it's great. But Kelly, what I tell my students or whatever is, I think that that the, that that really the future is in the software, not necessarily mm -hmm. the hardware. And if you're really good, you're going to become elegant with your software instead of brute forcing your software, and in fact make it work on the older hardware and the, the amount of the, the amount of, 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 of cycles you get out of a computer now I mean I guess I, because I, they, they my class called me a boomer I told them I'm not a boomer I'm a pre-boomer damn it I mean you know wait, how now they'll call me a boomer damn it uh, whatever uh, but you know compared to where where I've come from I mean you know that footprint that exists in a car now or getting close to existing or the announcement by nvidia with with uh, with with daimler and so on the amount of the, the amount of teraflops that you can put in these suckers and the amount of memory that you now have in fact if we get we can get more elegant in the software and that means that it, this whole concept of over the air making this really allowing the vehicle which is now I mean, it's not so much a mechanical thing. It's it's a computer. I mean, if you look at the real advances that are going to take place with these things, it's really having to do with the software. And the more elegant we get, we can do this over the year. Now, of course, the manufacturers don't like it because, damn it, we're not going to go in there and buy a new one or something. I don't know what they and, and then along comes Battery Day, which you mentioned in the upcoming Smart Driving Car newsletter coming up yeah. this month. And then everybody's going to say, geez, my battery's not that good in my Tesla. So... Right, right. I, I, I absolutely agree. Software can be improved to a, a, a huge extent. Um, but I, I still think that there are hardware implementations that will, you know, say if you, if you only have a vision camera on your car and then now you want to add a radar, that's, that's hardware, right? You can't just make the vision camera become a radar. Or now I want to add a thermal imaging camera to help AB, you know, that's hardware. So yes, agree. I think that's uh, no, I don't awesome. agree because we do pretty well with our eyes and I don't have a radar or a LIDAR or whatever, you know, right here. And uh, damn well, it, well, if, well, I, if, I, if I improve the stuff that's going on in my visual cortex, never, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think <laughs> some of the, the research that's come out recently from AAA and others is, is showing how well these systems um, 
work for, for automatic emergency braking. The, the camera systems alone, you know, may not detect as much as a camera plus a radar. And what if you add thermal imaging, right? So you can't see either through radar or camera the child that's in front of the car, but maybe through thermal, you can, right? So there's, if you have all of the sensors in the world on your car, absolutely, then it's just software. But we're going to keep developing more sensors. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I certainly, you know, the, 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 guys, the guys and gals that sell us radars, they, or especially the guys and gals that sell LIDARs, which we're finding are doing so well these days. I don't know. I, I, yeah, again, I don't have a LIDAR. If, if God, if she thought that, that I really needed one, she would have put one right here and, and whatever. <laughs> My students hate me when I say that. <laughs> oh, they, they didn't give you a good night vision camera there either. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm really, I'm really bad. I don't know how many deer I've hit in my life, but more than a few. And, the, you know, I can't see them coming anyway. Yeah, well, we're going to be wrapping things up. We do want to point out in the latest newsletter, though, Alan, you, there's a report from ARS Technica, uh, Timothy Lee, which has a headline, uh, LIDAR is becoming a real business. Yeah. And they talk about uh, several companies and increasing yeah. sales. So, yeah. And I think even beyond vehicles. So yeah, it's beyond vehicles. I mean, you know, the good thing about lidar is it returns. It returns for each pixel a distance. Okay, and you know, and and that distance is relatively accurate. So if you really want to know how far something is from you, you know, bounce that's radar does it okay, but not as well. And the the da and so on, and and it's been a competition of trying to get it get the performances we discussed uh, be, below before. You know, it's a distribution of answers that you get if they're not tight, so that you don't have the the either errors down here, errors up here, false alarms up here, false alarms down there. If you're tight, then it's good. I mean, that's sort of the fundamentals of all these things. And it seems as if, you know, LIDAR has come a long way since, uh, since the DARPA challenge, which is, you know, 15 years, you know, almost to the day, at least the 2005 one. So it's taken a while, but it's gotten there. And some folks are doing some really good work with that. Well, Kelly, we really appreciate you taking the time with us and, and congratulations on, on the work that you're doing yeah. there. And we want to steer our listeners to uh, consumerreports.org, I think is the site. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Start, start reading. Good stuff. It is good. And it, it is focused on the right folks. Uh, the folks that actually make all this stuff really happen is the people who are going to use it. You know, it's one thing to develop this stuff, put it on a shelf and it gets forgotten. You know, what we do in academia so very well. I mean, so depressing. Uh, I mean, we really need to get this so that it provides the, the value to the customer who's, who's paying for it. And the value here in, on the one hand is, is really to keep us from crashing. And, the re and I claim the reason we crash is we misbehave there. We sort of, you know, get too much into ourselves or we, you know, who knows what. And th this technology can, I believe, can really help us there. Enormous social value. And then there's, of course, the technology over here that, in fact, it's focused purely on mobility, purely on getting people to work, to go get their hair cut, to go to church, go to synagogue, go to, go to whatever, go to their uh, child, go to uh, soccer practice or whatever. And it's a whole different business. 
uh, a lot of the technologies. That's that's kind of where I come from, and I think I think we're in agreement. It's nice to see consumer reports. I've, I've of course, consumed consumer reports um, as a pre-boomer. Of course, I mean, I, I mean, we wouldn't think of looking at anything else. <laughs> it's great to hear it, and I agree with you. You know, we're all striving to improve everybody's lives, the lives yeah. of society, and and we're here to make sure that it's done in a safe way. Yeah, we so. and we, we thank you for that. Thank you, Kelly. Well, thank, thank you very much. I enjoyed this. And thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and more information is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. You can ask your smart speaker to play us too. And you can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching, and please stay safe. Thank you, Kelly. That's very nice. Thank you. Thank you.